make it there and can make it back. Salutations and shit. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited, y'all. We got a live event. Welcome to the first live travel and shit podcast episode. I am happy to have y'all here. Round of applause for the black folks. Round of applause. So this is a conversation that I absolutely did not want to have in my little bubble here. I wanted to have voices of women who not only do I respect, but also admire for the work that they do with and for their communities. And I am honored to have all of my guests here with me. And I'm also honored to have all of the participants here with us so that we can have more of a discourse, if you will. Because one of the compra, not conversation, well, one of the conversations that I enjoy having the most on the podcast with people is discussion of Blackness across the world. I enjoy personally experiencing the diaspora wherever we go because. Black folk on Black folk, but we also do it in so many different ways. And the beautiful thing about it is that when you get to travel different places and see the way people that look like you do things similarly or differently, for me, it's kind of like a full circle moment that kind of gives me a little more comfort in an area, especially when the similarities jump out. Um, One of the prevalent feelings or a tone for me during the pandemic was especially heightened after um, the murder of George Floyd and the performative actions, if you will, of a lot of different companies, platforms doing the black squares and, you know, really trying to do this diversity and inclusion movement. And it was one of those things where it's just like, yo, I'm you can feel the weight of it. It became a lot more tangible and palatable for me. And one of the thoughts that I had was, I love travel. I mean, we're kind of stuck in the house right now, but like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm over it. I'm done. I could bring all of my blackness with me someplace else. I've enjoyed traveling as a black woman. Um, I've enjoyed experiencing black people across the world. But then I started to think and then had a couple conversations with other people. And it was kind of like, would I carry with me the feelings and the sentiment of my experience as a Black person in the States with me when I go someplace else? I know as I currently have it where I stand now, I tend to, I don't lose my New York sentiment, right? Like wherever I go, I am still me. And I tend to bring my, and part of me is my experiences of self, how I anticipate people interacting with me, viewing me or engaging and exchanging. So I began to wonder if I left the States because of the tension and the kind of frustrations of being a black American, would I carry the perspective that I view situations with here with me abroad? So essentially, that is the gist of the conversation today. And I came across a James Baldwin article, uh, not article, essay, oddly enough, recommended to me by one of my white ass co-workers. I mean, Shorty is very white. He is an extra white man. But every time we talk, shout out to Paul, because I feel like Paul might actually watch this. He's one of those, you know how you sneak up uh, co-workers that 
follow you on Facebook and you'd be like, damn, I should have, I don't know. That's why I, every once in a while, go block, 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 pre- proactively. People that from the job is like, you don't need to know what I do. You don't need to see, you don't need to know nothing about me offline. But Paul is cool. So I didn't block him and we're friends on Facebook. And he had recommended like a bunch of different essays and he's very well read and really interesting dude. And he was like, yeah, you should check out this book, James Baldwin, et cetera, et cetera. And the first article was the discovery of what it means to be an American. And in the essay, keep calling it an article, in the essay, um, I just feel like James Baldwin should have had not, I feel like he should have had like a title. Like I feel like I should be saying Dr. Baldwin or like I should be addressing him as like Mr. Baldwin or some shit like that. But he had mentioned how he wanted to step outside my interpretation of it, right? Because you can read it and interpret it differently. Everybody, I, I leave space for everybody to interpret works, especially works of art and um, something not based on facts interpret that as you will, right? So when I read it, I interpreted it as he wanted to see what it felt like to not have that burden or not have the weight of being a Black writer or a Black creative or a Black anything. I just want to be a creative. I want to be a writer. I just want to exist in this space where I get to do what I enjoy doing without having those additional um, precursors and adjectives and descriptors attached to what it is I do. I just want my work to reflect and resound with everyone. And his moving to Europe gave him a different experience in how he viewed himself in relation to other people as their social class and their contributions to people in terms of their work would pertain. And it kind of put the two things together, right? Where if I experience myself and I identify myself and hold a view of self based on my interactions and experiences in this country, how easy would it be for me to change that, right? Because I want to change the tension that I experienced here. But if I'm looking at somebody in Georgia, because Wanda is in Georgia. I mean, Wanda, how do you pronounce T? Is it TB? Sibi? It's Tbilisi. Oh, way the fuck off. Tbilisi. Thank you for that. See? Around the world. Blacks around the world. Tbilisi. If I were to go to Tbilisi and have a woman sitting across from me staring at me, in my mind, I'm thinking New York Dana. I'm thinking American Dana, like, why this bitch looking at me? Is it a problem that I'm here? Is she like, is, does she know the waitress? Does she know the owner? Is there going to be smoke? Like what, what all is involved in her gaze? And in that, it could have just been like, oh, I like your earrings or I like your shirt. And I try to consciously remind myself of those things. But at the same time, I always go back to race. And I start there because that has been my experience here. And so I have Nay, I have Shira, and I have Wanda, beautiful blackity black ass women who experience themselves, in my interpretation, um, similarly and differently in that experience. And that's why I wanted them here because I've explained my experience for you guys, but I also wanted to hear um, some commentary on women who get to travel the world in different ways than I do. I am location-based employed. So I go by a week of vacation, right? Nay, when I introduce her, I let y'all, everybody introduce themselves. I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves as uh, always, but just as a housekeeping note, 
for like there is space for everyone to be included in the conversation but we will open the floor up for the um for you guests that are here with us and i'm glad y'all are here but there will be space for you guys to speak with us after my guests have um shared their stories so i'm going to start with nay then shira then wanda and you know just give our community here a who you are where you are in your um, career, like what it is that you do this way. And that the only reason why that is important is for context, right? Because for, when you, I think that there are different ways that you're able to travel. Me as a location dependent employed person, I got the seven days, the five days, like I have a week. When I take off of work, that's it because I'm employed by someone else. Nay works for herself. Nay is an entrepreneur. So when they wants the vacation, it is contingent on the schedule that she creates for herself. So she's got a little bit more luxury to travel a little bit differently. Shira as well. Shira is also an entrepreneur. So she can cater her travels to where it is she finds time to place herself. And Wanda, the OG in the entrepreneurial game of the, the four of us, is not even in the United States. So because of the different spaces and stages we are in our work experiences, I think that that ability to stay in a location for a longer period of time, like when you can stay someplace for 10 days, if you decide to, it's a little different than whether or not you got to come back, right? So I'm trying to scramble around and do as much as I can in the, the little bit of time that I have. Whereas when you have the ability or the luxury or the the space if you will to navigate that differently i feel as if you are able to experience those spaces um differently than someone who doesn't have it right so i will start with nay if you would please go on and introduce yourself to the community please welcome welcome well thank you greetings everybody my name is nay marie i am the founder of taji mag and i'm going to taji taji mag is your black publication that Dana is also one of our uh, contributors for us. She does the travel uh, column, which I love and everybody loves. My grandmother even is like, that's one of my favorites. And I'm like, oh, ew. Hey, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, like Dana mentioned, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been, been so since 2009-ish. Um, and I recently have had the space to travel more because as an entrepreneur, inside of that also goes finances. So we may have the time luxury, but when you're starting out, you might not have the financial luxury. So uh, for the first few years, I didn't even know what a vacation was. I was like, okay, <laughs> New York is it. <laughs> it was like the vacation was like uh, work trips. You know, like if we wanted mm -hmm. to go bend somewhere, then it's like, okay, let's drive to Detroit or let's drive to Philly or let's, you know, drive to Maryland or um, then eventually it was like, okay, well, let's fly to Cali. Whoa, can we afford plane tickets? And it was like, all right, we're doing this. So as we grew, and I say we because I travel with my husband, as we grew in entrepreneurship, um, that's when we were able to, you know, experience the world more and eventually going off and being able to travel out of the country as well. All right. So my next guest, Shira, if you would please introduce yourself. Good morning, everyone. My name is Shira Smiley. I am the owner and founder of Black Girl World Traveler, which is a platform 
dedicated to encouraging black women specifically to take on the world fearlessly, confidently, and on a budget if you so choose. And I started Black Girl World Traveler in 2018. It started out as a blog, blackgirlworldtraveler.com, which it continues to be today. And it was just to document my experiences traveling, backpacking actually through Europe. So I did 14 countries in eight weeks in 2018. And then I moved to Spain six weeks after that trip. And so it just started out as me wanting to have videos and written experiences of my travels. And then from there, I sort of became known as amongst my social circle as the person who traveled. Um, and people started asking me for advice, um, travel itinerary creation and things of that sort. And so it was always more of a hobby. Um, and then in 2019, I moved back to the United States. Um, and then my plan was to just save enough money to then move to Southeast Asia. And then the pandemic happened. So I've been in the United States for the past two years or so. And eventually I turned Black Girl World Travel into an LLC. It became very clear that this was just more than a hobby. It was, it became who I was and a, really a passion. And so in 2021, I delved into entrepreneurship full time. And it's been a crazy wild journey since then, but my focus has always remained Black women, Black women stories, um, the Black women experience. I am a solo traveler, so I travel alone. And that is a whole different niche and genre <laughs> within itself, but travel has been extremely rewarding for me. And it's my goal to get as many Black women to travel as possible and preferably solo. But if you can take that first trip, even if it's in a group, um, I'm happy. Um, I'm, my heart is happy. So thank you. And thank you, Shira. And my Wanda. If you would introduce yourself to the community, please. Thanks so much for having me. Um, the mutual respect, I hope, is as palatable as everything else. I really, I, I fuck with you. Um, hey, y'all, Wanda. I have been traveling uh, for about six years now, uh, six and a half years. I tried back in 2010, and didn't work out. I went to El Salvador. <laughs> so I was out of America for about nine months. Went to El Salvador, went to Jamaica, found myself right back in Atlanta. Um, I'm not from Atlanta. So, uh, but yeah, I decided to leave. So I left in 2016 and was out here in these streets. Saw a couple other Black women was like, where's the group? That's the most, you know, that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to have a group. Um, so started it. And it's we just passed 3,000 uh, members on Facebook recently. Whoop, whoop. But it's called Black Women Digital Nomad Entrepreneurs. I wanted us to be able to have a conversation about how hard this shit is, <laughs> about how difficult it is for you. It's not, it's not the business. It's us giving ourselves permission to be ourselves because from birth, we've been told everything about us is wrong, right? Everything. Um, and so I wanted us to have this space where we can have these honest conversations and you know talk shop a little bit too because maybe there's some stuff business-wise that you don't know um, that other people are doing and then from that I wanted to have like deeper conversations so from the group I started a weekly podcast Black Women Travel podcast 
um, having heart to hearts with all kinds of black women, all types of travelers from all around the world, differently abled, uh, different uh, sexual orientation, different sexual expression, you know, trans and cis, uh, all of that good stuff, uh, handicapped and otherwise, I wanted there to be a large representation of us, you know, skin, hair, body, body shape, all of that. So after that, I was talking to all these ladies and I was like, I'm so excited for yourself. Let's get together. And I started the International Black Women Travel Jubilee, an annual conference. Uh, 2020 wouldn't let nobody be great <laughs> except for racism uh, and spreading disease. So neither of those is a conference, unfortunately. Uh, so we had it online the first couple of years. We're doing it in person for the first time uh, this year. So I'm in Tbilisi, Georgia, uh, next to Turkey. Uh, and some other countries that y'all might be familiar with that I'll not mention right now. <laughs> um, because I, I believe in the power of us. It's like being at your favorite artist concert, except all of y'all are my favorite artists. So that's a bit about, a, about the work that I've done. Um, travel, the, the reason why I left, the reason why it was so important for me to leave and create community when I did leave was, it is very difficult. It is very difficult. And I think that uh, uh, long-term tra traveling, I think that we need space to have conversations that are specific to us because the white girls, I'm in those groups, the white girls aren't having those kind of conversations because they're not impacted the same way. Um, and I needed a space to be able to have those conversations myself, you know? being gone for so long and wanting to be my best me um, in a sea of whiteness or in a sea of brownness. It's never really been a sea of blackness, right? So trying to create what wasn't there um, and wanting others to, to have that too, you know, uh, that place to connect and share and learn and uplift and like all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's me. Thank you, Wanda. So I want to start with the question, and I'll pose it to you, Nay, uh, first. Where on your hierarchy of self, right? And this is going to come across, the question is going to be for all of us. But where on your hierarchy of self, when you think of all the things that comprise and make up you, where does Blackness fall? For me, the way I interpret that is similar to what I was saying before, is that I am an amalgamation of all my experiences, right? I view myself as self, but that has been shaped based off of the way I have interacted with and been engaged with by other people. Like I don't, I wasn't, I'm not a, you know, a Petri dish. Like I exist in community with all different types of people from all different types of places, from family, friends, you know, external, external sources, and then like more um, six degrees of separation circles, if you will, right? Media, the whole shebang. And I know that when I think of who D is, Black is very high up there because whatever spaces I go into, I definitely lead with 
how do I need to present to keep myself safe? How do I need to leave to ultimately get what I am intending to receive from this interaction, right? Like if I'm going into a store, I know that I'm a black woman. That is always going to be the case. I no desire to change, ain't going to change. But I know that that is part of my self-negotiation. I always consider, is this a space where I feel safe in my Blackness, or is this a space where I am expecting that my Blackness will be perceived a certain way? Do I need to be the soft and gentle version of myself to get what I'm going to, like, what I'm here for? Like, am I here to purchase something? Or am I here to just look around? Am I trying to kill time? Is it fucking cold and raining outside? So I'm trying to, like, buy time, and I need you to not feel intimidated by me, so I'm going to, hey, good morning, how you doing, look around, hands in my pockets, not really look too offensive or not look too confrontational, how am I presenting? So for me, I know, unfortunately, that those are always things that are in my mind. They are consistently there, and I haven't exactly given thought to who I would want to be or what it would feel like to not have to worry about how other people are going to experience or interpret me. Like those things are always in my mind when I think of, even if they don't pop in right away, depending on what someone's response is to me when I, good morning or good afternoon, I know that that is it X. Is it because I'm black? Is it because I'm a woman? Is it because I am like, I don't know. It's because I don't have hair. Like I've been misgendered plenty of times at work, but I wear lots of hats. So I'll never take it personal. And most people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, fam. It's cool. It is what it is. But we ain't going to miss ethnicitize. I don't even know if that's a word, but you're not going <laughs> to mistake me for nothing else. Like I'm black. So those are things that are always in my mind. And I'm curious what or where does that fall for you? And I'll start with Nay. Like, where does Blackness fall on your hierarchy of self? Like, how high, middle, low? I guess in terms of just um, a barometer, we can go with high, middle, and low, right? We can go with that. And then you can, of course, fill your explanation with whatever detail to accurately or um, appropriately depict where you are, but is where is blackness high middle or low on your interpretation of self and we'll keep the same order we'll go nay shira and wanda so we'll start um, with nay. Uh, for me it's at the highest of highs i feel like and i feel like that's due to obviously growing up in this country um but i also at this point in my life because of everything that I'm involved in and everything that I've done to excel Black stories, Black narratives, Black imagery. Um, at this point, it's I'm trying to amplify how amazing and how beautiful we are. So wherever I'm going and whatever I'm doing, my Blackness is always the first thought in my head. But less of a... At this point, it's like, I don't care if you're intimidated by me. I don't care if you feel a way about, you know, the color of my skin or, or even if I'm a woman or whatever it is it's just like I, I exist and you're going to have to deal with that whatever your own interpretations of that are um that's up to you now obviously I, the New Yorker and me is still safety concerned as well like however I'm walking into a space and I'm making sure that I'm still safe but like you said I can't change the color of my skin so if that's what you have a problem with there's nothing I can really do about that um other than you know watch my back and be on my my toes 
but for me, I, it's an enjoyable aspect of my identity. So I don't um, look at it at, in any other kind of manner. Like, or if anything, I feel like if you're looking at me with some kind of disdain because I'm black, I'm amping up my black. Like, <laughs> you're gonna get all of my black in this moment. Like, oh, oh, there's a problem. Okay, <laughs> see how black I am. Um, so yeah, I, I carry it at the highest esteem at this point because I feel like we've been told for so long that um, it's supposed to be low. Like your blackness is supposed to be a, a, a bottom level or a bottom thing. And then we sit there and we look and we're like, no, we're amazing. Like y'all are up here literally trying to sell melanin. Ain't nobody trying to sell whatever whiteness is. So like, you're not gonna convince me like there's actually a dollar amount for ounces of melanin. You're not gonna convince me that we're not amazing. There's nothing you could do about it at this point. I keep moving the cursor off of the mute button. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we at the high point with you. So Shira, how would you respond? Um, I would definitely say blackness is a part of my identity is definitely at the highest point for me. I feel like being a black woman, I those two identities are what I hold the highest. So I don't, I, I don't separate my blackness from my womanness, especially in the travel space, because everything that I have experienced, both good and bad, has been um, because I, I am specifically both black and a woman. Um, and just continuing the conversation, the nay. Um, <clears throat> Then they started about, you know, people feeling uncomfortable about my Blackness. That is none of my concern. Like, I was on a spiritual and personal journey for a majority of my travel life. And I have my own things to work through. I have my own issues, my own trauma to work through. And travel does all of this. This is why travel is amazing. It's the best form of therapy you'll ever have. Um, and so what you have going on externally is not my concern. And so in every space that I walk in, because I've traveled so much, I'm me. And if you have a problem with it, I'm going to observe you deal with your problem because I am not going to take on any of your, your racism, your sexism, your misogyny. That's not my burden to bear. I have my own, my own, um, identity to to work through and I'm happy I don't have a problem with my blackness I love it I am whole and here in every moment your problems are your problems go see Dr. Phil or well not Dr. Phil but <laughs> go see so whoever go, but and so <laughs> I just encourage black women in general to this is about you right this is about what you're going through your journey your love your life your, you know, your, your walk. I don't know if people believe in God. I do your walk with God. That's and travel to me has been a spiritual journey. And so when you are in spaces where you are around other people, let them go on their journey. Um, and so, yeah, blackness is definitely at the top for me. Uh, my blackness and my womanhood are um, married soulmates. <laughs> so thank you. And thank you for that, Shara. I just want to know, um, Nay is going to be going off camera for a bit, but she will be moderating in our chat. So Nay hasn't gone anywhere. 
she is just not going to be on camera for a bit um because blacky black we wear many hats oh and that kind of rhyme you know a little shine and shine a little razzle dazzle for you in the ams but um just so that you guys are aware um and now wanda if you would share with us what is your response that I have been conscious of being myself for a long time. And so when you are that, when you're different, I guess is what I'll say. When you're different and you've been different your whole life, there's something familiar about having to make a home inside yourself. I love that phrase, making a home. That's uh, Dr. Tama. Uh, her homecoming podcast. She's like a, a real deal therapist or whatever, um, among other things. But because I've had that experience in my life, then I'm just kind of wrapped up in who I am and who I'm becoming and unwrapping how I feel about how others have put stuff on me or where, how, how others have put stuff on me. And it's been internalized, right? Um, and untangling that bit. But I think at the center of me, because I felt so isolated, so different already, then I had a I've had a place it voiced man was in there. <laughs> Lauren Hill and the Fuji's was in there, you know, I was reading books all the time. So like I had I had this place where I was just you know, watching Disney, like, <laughs> um, and having some type of awareness and connectedness there that has only grown. And of course, travel has only exacerbated that. So I don't flinch so much when it comes to being Black. You know, you know what it is. You know what it is at every, at every turn, like, you know why. There's no question about why you're treated away sometimes um and so like you don't have to spend no brain power thinking about that so I don't I don't flinch I think when it comes to being in spaces I'm just gonna be if the music is popping I'm dancing down the aisles that's just what it is how you like if I have this or if my hair is a bit more curly because I just washed it or whatever, you know, like laid on a couple of days. <laughs> but, you know, if like my hair texture, if that has any bearing on you treating me better or not, because, oh, she's not this or that, like you, whatever, like the hair texture a certain way better. I don't spend so much time being concerned about what other people think of me. I don't know that I, I ever really did. Of course, like I'm sure I did in a way, but I think largely, like I see some other people and, and how they are very much concerned about other people's opinions of them. Um, and I think I've just mostly been concerned about my opinion of myself because I've, I've had to build this little world where it's okay for Wanda to be Wanda, where I'm doing the stuff that I enjoy. So being out here in these streets, it's just like, is it because she's Black or is it because she's Wanda? And it's like, well, both. <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't spend too much time thinking about how people in these other cultures perceive me. Um, 
you know, survive. And sometimes, honestly, you don't even really get that close, you know. Sometimes it's just the fruit lady that you always go to or, uh, you know, a certain shop that you always go to. And it's like, you say your greetings, you say your goodbyes, and like, that's kind of it. So, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, largely it's just been a process of me being me and me becoming more myself who just happens to be in this brown meat meat package <laughs> so yeah one of the um one of the things that so there's an idea of other right and for all of us in different ways we have for the most part, well, not even the most part, we have absolutely created that space for ourselves and others to not be othered, right? So we kind of just spoke on where Blackness falls on our, our descriptors, our hierarchy, as it pertains to the way other people view us. But one thing that I wanted to also mention, not mention, but like highlight is how we've all also created our own spaces where we don't even have to think about it. So Shira is focused on black women intentionally traveling and being safe and deciding whether or not, you know, they want to spend ball out or if they want to do an economical travel. Nay has Taji Mag, which is a blackity black ass uh, magazine. Like it highlights, focuses and features blackness across the diaspora and in different areas, whether it be movies, music, travel, uh, communicate, uh, communication, education, uh, food, all of the areas. And then you also have Wanda, who's got Black Women Digital Nomad Group, who has the, had, wait, the International Black Women Jubilee. Did I say that one right? Uh, Black Women International. I got to remember. International Black Women Travel Jubilee. Yeah. Thank you. And Black Women Travel Podcast. So it's like we've all created and traveling shit is Black. Like I, I, is Black. Y'all are here, right? So we know this. We have all created spaces for ourselves and for our community where we don't have to worry about being othered, where we have that luxury of, thank you, I see somebody just dropped um, the link to uh, Dr. Thelma and Wanda just dropped the link to Dr. Uh, Thelma's homecoming podcast. So thank you for that. Also, please engage with each other in the chat. You know, we're there until we get to the community conversation. Um, but we've all created spaces where we don't even have to concern ourselves with that, right? Because one of the things that, well, actually the only thing that I consider in terms of my blackness is where, how much work do I need to put into interactions with an other to get my way? Like, other than that, in the spaces where I know I don't have to think about blackness, I know that I am able to just focus on being exactly who it is I want to be. Like, I'm a, that's the one thing that I'm good at is absolutely being myself like I am a one plus plus the best at being me it is consistent it is I enjoy it I, I'm, I'm here and I like it but 
I know that when I'm in Black spaces, I don't have to question whether or not that's something that's going to hold me back. That is not something that I have to question whether or not, you know, someone is using it against me or if they're, it's just not a thought. I get to just participate in whatever the nature of or the tone of the space I'm in is about. Now, it's not to say that, you know, other things won't come up. We all know that there is, you know, people are going to people regardless of what the people look like, right? People are always going to people. So you're going to have the people that are just like, oh, well, you're a woman or, well, you're, you don't fully work for yourself or, well, you travel with a partner. So th there's always going to be some facet or some, but outside of like, there are certain characteristics about ourselves that we cannot change. I cannot change that I am black. I cannot change I could change, but I have no desire to change. Like that is not my identity. That is not my expression to have, you know, any reason to present other than as a woman. Like it's, I am, I identify as a cis woman and, you know, I haven't had the, I won't even say burden because it's not like it's a burden to be something other than what you're born as, but that's not my, don't want to negatively context, contextualize it. What's the best word to put it? That's not my journey, right? Um, so there are certain things that I don't have to worry about. There are certain things that I don't have to bring to the presentation table. I get to present as myself because I seek out black spaces. And in seeking out those black spaces, I feel like I am able to focus the most on just me. Like, who do I want to be in this space? I'm not worried about you looking at me because colorism aside, right? Because there are, again, people are gonna people, there were always people, but when it comes to this conversation in particular, this is about blackness. So I know that I personally seek out black spaces so that I have that opportunity to exist outside of any type of performative natures. Like I get to be without worrying that something, because racism is essentially a power struggle, right? It's not necessarily, there's also, regardless of what color you are, someone is not gonna like you. And they're not gonna like you because, not because you're black, not because you're this, it's, they don't fuck with you. Like it just is what it is, vibes are still a thing, right? So it's not that my blackness is the only reason somebody might have to not like me. I mean, I can't really think of too many, no, I can think of plenty of reasons why you wouldn't like me, but there are the frivolous, if you ask me, but, <laughs> <laughs> there aren't, you know, as many barriers. It's not as much of a cross for me in my experience to carry. That is personally why I seek out Black spaces. For me, that is the next best thing, right, to knowing that I am surface level welcomed and loved for who I am. And then from there, we can go, oh, well, I don't have the same taste in music or all right, well, mm, we don't really like the same, you know, content that we read, but all right, well, talk to me. What, what is it that you like about it? And at that level in black spaces, we're just getting to what are we here for? That's why we're here. So that's what we're going to do. So for Shira and for Wanda in the black spaces that you create, how do you feel you are able to experience yourself when you're not concerned with, you know, any of the other outward 
identifiers people would like to place on you? Why do you seek out or create Black spaces? And what do those spaces mean for you? I guess we'll start with Shira. Um, so for me, I am extremely comfortable with it myself. It's been a long journey. Um, travel has helped it extensively with it. And so when I'm around Black people and Black women specifically, I feel like I'm myself. Um, I think the difference between when I'm with Black women and when I'm with non-Black women is that, you know, we talk about, we talk a lot about racism, <laughs> a lot about the experiences that we've had, a lot about women-related issues. Um, you know, we just shoot the shit and talk about whatever we want. And I think that because Black women specifically in the United States, we've been so otherized for so long and made to feel that we are, everything is wrong with us. That when you're in a space where everything is right, <laughs> um, you can just genuinely be yourself and not, and I, and what I've noticed in the Black or World Traveler spaces, people feel comfortable sharing things that they probably wouldn't otherwise. Um, and so I'm just honored to be a part of those spaces. Um, but I think for me, yeah, like when I'm with other Black women, we're talking about racism, we're talking about our love life, we're talking about um, like, oh, can you believe like the audacity? Like the, a lot of times it's about like the audacity of what people, like how people treat black women. Um, it's about our dreams, our hopes, our fears. Where do we wanna travel to? How are we gonna financially make this happen? Um, I wanna go to X, Y, Z place, but I've never seen a black woman do it. Okay, I got you. I'll make your travel itinerary. That's another thing that I do. I create travel itineraries. Um, just what really whatever we want. And there's just, I guess it's a sort of weight lifted off of our shoulders to just be who we are because in a lot of spaces that Black women enter where, you know, it's not predominantly Black people, you have to code switch you, you, or you feel like you have to code switch. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but you code switch or you block this, you know, you block certain sides of you out. I like to think of it as like work, work life and personal life. You don't talk to people that you work with about probably most things going on with your personal life. But in these all black spaces, you can talk about whatever. You know, we get down to the nitty gritty about your finances, about your love life, about whatever you want. And I think that in these all black spaces, I, I hope that I'm encouraging because it's my goal to encourage Black women to show up as their full selves and whatever that looks like for them. Wanda? I think it's, it's like what Shira is saying. It's like, it's what the, the phrase say less was invented for, right? Say less. Because like, you can drop a lot of the explanation or the uh, things that are unknown because like there's a general feeling of what it is to be a black woman. And so then you get to talk about the stuff that's really important to you. You get to talk about how, how you're having this human experience and, and what that's looking like for you and some of the things that are closer to your heart. And you get to put some of that down. You get to drop some of that weight that you maybe unconsciously been caring because some of it like it's just been your whole life right <laughs> it's just like well this is just what is this is just what we do or what I do 
um, until like, it's like, you know, you don't have to carry that like that. And being able to have a space and share in that kind of way. So that's what it's like being in a throng <laughs> of so many different kinds of black, because, you know, we're just so different, you know, you know, everybody's not the, the hair and lashes girl. Everybody's, you know, not into tech. Everybody's not, you know, into cosplay or like whatever it is, because we're so different, um, sometimes it is easier to find things that we have in common and have a, a jumping off point to talk about the ways that we are uh, similar or talk about how those differences have impacted us, like what I was just saying. So I think it just opens up the world of possibilities when it comes to um, self-awareness, self-healing, and being able to have that sense of connection and belonging that we're all looking for, um, which is really important. That's really important, um, uh, particularly as you're shifting away from whoever you've been and the people around you are used to you being some certain kind of way. And usually the people around you aren't shifting. And so finding other people who are in transition as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, if I could sum it up, I think that's what it's like to be in community with other Black women. I think um, similarly to what everybody was saying, especially uh, I saw in the chat um, mentioned like code switching, Wanda and Shara, you mentioned it as well, is I like just getting to the point. Like, I'm understood. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to explain it to you. So now that I'm here, when I'm in black spaces, what are we here for? Let's get to it. Like, I don't have to find a way to like the analogies that I'm going to give or analogies so that you get the true intent of what my heart is trying to express to you. Um, but I don't have to explain, like, for example, somebody asks, Oh, you cut your hair. You don't have any hair. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to do it. Y'all get what I mean by I didn't want to do it. Y'all know wash day isn't it? It's not just like a euphemism. Wash day is a day. Like it is, that is your day. It is there. You are busy. Don't sign me up for anything that isn't something I can just listen or hear. Like if I have to participate, I'm not there. So that's why I cut my hair because I'm lazy. I don't want to do hair, but I don't have to explain to black women other than I didn't want to do it. But white women are just like, so like, what do you mean do it? Like they don't, they, they're not going to get what that entails. So I appreciate about black spaces that y'all get it. I could get to the point. There is that even with as different as we are, there are certain undertones, like the, the context is generally already there. Like I can get to what the core nature of it is. And then I am one that absolutely loves that understood like when you're in the spot and y'all meet eyes, it's like, you get it. Or with the, mm-hmm, or the, okay, this, or you make the little quips, the little things here and there that share community and space of like same, but different. Like we don't have to be from the same place. We don't have to like the same shit, but we get a lot of the same references. Like we get the, you know, the older black women references, or we get the familial, we don't do this here, or that's not for this, and all those different like places and items to be contextualized. I enjoy not having to explain myself. That is a personal peeve of mine is oddly enough, here I am on, with a podcast that I explain myself a lot on, but I also like, 
it's a different kind of explain myself, right? It's a, we are having a conversation. We're just having a discussion where we are just sharing experiences versus when you explain something to say a coworker, well, how was your trip? Like, I'm gonna tell y'all I had a good black ass time and y'all kind of get it. But if I tell my coworkers I had a good black ass time, they don't. They don't understand that, no, I was able to show up, have a good time and not worry about like, I'm standing in line with these people behind me or with people that who with, with non-blacks behind me and I'm not getting overlooked. I'm not getting, hey, how are you guys? And I'm standing right in front of you. The, the nuances, the microaggressions, if I'm having a good black ass time, I'm pulling up and being able to experience and enjoy and just be in the situation without having to navigate other things. We are sharing, we are in community and it's just an experience. So I would love if you guys in the audience speaking of the audience my dad's there hi dad how is you what's up um i would love to hear from our guests if you guys could do um the raise hand thing so that i can tag y'all in if anybody would love to um share any commentary or just uh let's see I see everybody here. Hi, everybody. Hi, Melissa, Curleen. That's my mama. Del, Karen, Nika, Akua. Did I say it right again, Akua? Hey, baby girl. Akua. Akua. I'm there. Courtney, Latanya. Hey, Tanya. Everybody, I'm so happy y'all are here with us. I'm so pleased to see you guys. Is anybody wanting to share? How do you guys feel about your Blackness? Where does it fall on your hierarchy yourself? How do you experience it in your travels? Do you travel to experience Blackness? Do you travel to leave that behind? Like, where is it for you guys? I would love to hear um, the community. Join us in community. Karen, uh, here we are. Where? I just saw Karen's hand. Here we go. Uh, ask to unmute. Morning, Karen. Good morning, everyone. Can you How hear are me? you? Yes, Good. I hear okay. you marvelously. Welcome. Thank you. Um, how do I hierarchy my Blackness? Uh, basically, God made me Black, so that's obviously at the top. Um, I'm a black woman before I'm a Christian, before I am, you know, whatever work I do. Um, I like things that are not stereotyped of blacks, you know, back when I was growing up, you know, it was like black people don't ski, black people don't, you know, go to opera, things like that. But I do those things. I like them. I just happen to be a black woman who likes those things. Um, as of late, ever since the racial tension has just gotten to be very heightened in this country. I'm in the United States and um, I just decided I did not want to spend July 4th in this country. So I went to Mexico City just to kind of, I just needed to come up for air. So I took my daughter, it was a mother-daughter trip She's 19 years old, so she was visiting from school. So we went to Mexico City for Independence Day weekend. And I found out while we were waiting for the flight to go to Mexico, there were some other Black people kind of like doing the same thing. 
we didn't necessarily say that, but you know, we don't have to say that. But yeah, there were a handful of people on that plane going to Mexico for Independence Day weekend. And um, on Independence Day, while we were in Mexico, I just sat in the park. My daughter and I, we just sat in the park. My daughter's a freelance artist. She just doodled, you know, sketched the birds that she saw, you know, feeding in the park. And I just sat in the park and read, people watched and just sat there. I live in Chicago in the suburbs, but I grew up, you know, on the South side of Chicago. But the thing is, even in the suburbs, I don't even go to the park there. I don't walk anywhere there. But I, that was one of the main objectives of me going to Mexico. I just wanted to sit in the park and just sit in the park. And no one was bothering me. I was able to actually sit in the park like I was in some, you know, typical commercial that features people sitting in the park. But I mean, it was a really good feeling. And I wasn't concerned. My hair was in a puff afro, you know, the pineapple style, you know, I didn't bother trying to put any locks in my hair or straighten it or anything like that. And I was sitting there with my pineapple puff, sitting in the park all afternoon on Independence Day. And like I said, I didn't feel like a black person there. I just felt like someone who was sitting in the park with a daughter and it felt so good. And I missed it so much that I was depressed on the flight back coming back home. I was so sad coming back home. And then two days later, I booked another flight to go back to Mexico. <laughs> so yeah, that's where my Blackness stands. I just wanted to share that. And thank you for sharing that with us, Karen. I um, especially like the, um, the mother-daughter trip. Hi, Ma, you in there. You're going to do one soon. Um, but the existing just being in a space where you don't have to worry about how you're presenting, where you don't have to, you know, negotiate or navigate any type of um, pretense, just being. And I feel like, unfortunately, that is not a luxury that many of us really get to tap into or lean on in our um in, in all, like there are some ways where we can do it. I'm hoping for all of us that we have a space or some type of um, existence where we can do that, right? But a lot of times it is a little more difficult to just be, to just be able to show up. And I don't want to say, like Karen said, you know, like the whole stereotypical, well, black people don't do this and black people don't do that. Like we, we do all those things. It's just that the media doesn't show that we do it, but the ability to just do whatever those or that thing is and just exist without having to worry about it. I, I, that is something I wish for all of us. And I see we have another hand. Hey, Dell. Um, let's see, did I unmute you? There you go. Go ahead, Dell. Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, so my blackness, um, as you know, uh, D, I live in a very white, <laughs> very, very white area. I live in Western Kentucky. Um, I moved here with my um, 
ex-husband. Uh, he's not my ex-husband. Um, he's in the military. And I just ended up staying um, after the divorce just to kind of give my daughter some um, normalcy in a sea of of changing. Her dad was leaving and we were breaking up and everything. Um, but I... I feel very, very black, if that makes sense, <laughs> um, being here. Um, I, I want to preface with the fact that I, I love being black. Um, I, I put that in my top, being a black woman um, at the top of my uh, hierarchy. Um, I, I've noticed since being here, it's I'm a lot more aware of my blackness. Um, whereas growing up in, in Jamaica, Queens, it's like, basically it was odd to see a white person walking around, you know? Um, so that, that wasn't the norm. We were the majority here. I'm the my minority. Um, and I feel like I substitute a lot. My daughter goes to a private school and I sub sometimes for um, her, uh, at the school, I, I do a substitute teaching and one of the moms, the black moms came up to me after I had substituted. And she said, um, my daughter was so happy to see a black, a black woman. She said that she had never in the time that she went there, seen a black woman substituting before. And she was so happy. And that just made me feel so good and also it made me feel kind of sad because like we I don't know for that to be uh for for me to be her first and she was in high school her first like representation of a black person at that school a black person in a, a leadership role um that kind of made me feel sad because I think as as black children and black women um, we need to see that, you know, we need to see other Black people in leadership roles and in different roles and things like that. So, I mean, I, even when I travel, I mean, I don't travel out of the country. I, I haven't been out of the country in forever, but even when I'm traveling like domestically, um, I'm very well aware I want to stop in areas. I, I'm not going to stop in like podunk west virginia or something when i drive you know i'm going to stop in major cities where there's going to be black people i'm going to stop in like a, a cincinnati or a you know something something like that depending on where i'm going i'm going to look for major cities right sundown town somebody put sundown town it's like i'm going to stop in major cities rather than stopping in the little mom pop areas and I've talked to my daughter she's 11 about the same things um you know when you're traveling being hyper aware of where you are the people around you um especially when you're traveling by car um because down south it's it's a whole different ball game you see confederate flags Dana visited me and she took a road trip she saw confederate flags and things like that so um four confederate confederate flags yeah um, just on the highway, just driving, yeah. like yeah, the big old poles, not like on right. people's cars, but like this mm -hmm. is who we are in a couple mile radius. Just yeah, 
And then you'll see like when everything was, when they had the quote unquote war on police, I'd be driving through different different areas and be like, welcome to Cooksville or wherever it was where we support our boys in blue or something. And it's like, okay, I know what time it is. Let me just drive through, continue to drive through this town. Um, but I think just being um, hyper aware, it, uh, being black makes me more vigilant as far as how I'm acting, you know, when I'm, when I'm traveling. Um, I do a lot of road trips with my daughter. So when I'm going by car or things like that, or um, I hope I, I hope I answered the question and contributed something to the conversation. You have in particular, I want to highlight your um, experience with the young lady whose mom came to speak with you and saying how, you know, she was so excited to see you like she doesn't see black women. And I think that that is why the work that Shira, Nay Marie, Wanda and I do is so important. If not just for, I know I was grown when I left the country, right? And that was because my grown adult self didn't see people that looked like me. And I am so happy that we get to be that representation. And that is the one beautiful thing about social media that I will never just dismiss is that it allows not just us as adults, but it allows our babies to see us living lives that we are comfortable and happy in and living lives that don't necessarily have the very traditional or stereotypical, get you a city job or get you a pension job, a state job, get one of them good jobs so that you have this protection. And then you give 30, 40, 50 years of your life to somebody else's corporation, just so that you can, you know, be okay and be comfortable when you get older in my age. And while that wasn't terrible advice, and while that isn't, and while that still is, um, a way for many of us to have security and, um, you know, comfort in our older years. I love that we are presenting other avenues. I love that we are presenting so many options and opportunities just by being ourselves in all of these spaces so that other adults and other babies can see it that way. And I'm going to have Melissa, I'm going to unmute you. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Um, and thank you for hosting this. This is um, this is great. I was so excited about being a part of this. So basically, um, I'm 57 and I had just started traveling about in 2016 was like really my 2015, 2016. So it hasn't been that long since I've been traveling. I traveled as a kid and then allowed life to limit my travels for a long time. And once I started traveling again, I decided I would, would never do that again. <laughs> I would never let life, I have to go somewhere. I don't care if it's a few blocks away. I still consider that travel because I'm getting out of my normal space. So as far as the question, uh, my blackness is very important. I'm very intentional about um, when I travel, I seek out black experiences wherever I go. Um, I went to Niagara Falls and I found someone who did uh, a black history tour in Niagara Falls. Um, I just went to California and I, we weren't able to connect because of different reasons, but I found someone who represented the Buffalo soldiers who helped to build cities and, and um, spaces out in California that 
it's not talked about. And, you know, you have to dig for it, but if you're intentional, you can find it. When we were out in California, we made sure I took my, my daughters are adults now. I took, I made sure everybody that I was with went to Oakland and we got, we made sure that we visited the um, African-American library there and just looked at the history and the migration of our people and the contributions of black people. And I try to do that everywhere I go. Um, I want to do more. I did it when I was in Spain. I found someone who pointed out that there were, when you look close, you see there's a lot of representation of Black contributions and African contributions in Spain. And, and you know, you have to look, <laughs> you have to dig, you have to ask, but you can find it. And I don't, I don't know, I'm kind of at the point, like Wanda said, maybe because I'm older, I just don't care. I don't care, like how you feel about me, you know, in your space. I'm called. I'm Satan. Like you talk about the sundown towns and things like that. I'm aware of that. Um, we did. Me and my best friend, um, the two of us together, celebrate our birthdays last year by doing the civil rights trail um, tour down south. And we went from we flew into Nashville, got a car, and drove into Memphis and Birmingham and Montgomery and Atlanta and then over to Charleston. It was amazing. And we got to see not just all the pretty things that people tell us about, about places like Charleston. And, you know, you hear that kind of like fictionalized story about it, but we got to see some real stuff about, you know, Charleston and the history of Charleston. It was really about, um, it was funny because when I pitched the trip to other people, they were, I don't want to go down south. I don't want to drive down south. I don't <laughs> that's not safe. And I didn't know if it was safe or not, but what I feel like is like, I'm, this, my, this is my country, you know, this is my, and I know I have to be cautious, but not that cautious, you know what I mean? Not so cautious that it prevents me from traveling. So we, me and my best friend, two black women got in a car and drove down South and visited all these places and met wonderful people. And what it also helped me, helps me to do, I'm not gonna be long, but it helps me to also, get out of the space like I live in Philly and so you know, I, I know what it's like to get the stereotypes um people I told some people I live in Philly and they're like oh my god you're gonna get shot oh my god da, 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 da. and I'm like no that's not my existence that's not my everyday yes that's a problem but that's not my everyday I don't want to embrace those same stereotypes about other places like I don't want to feel like oh, I don't want to go there because it's Black people there, so it's dangerous. I hear that so much, and it's just so discouraging. We stayed in, when we went to California, we stayed in South Central. We stayed in Inglewood. People were like, well, I don't, I don't want to stay there. I don't, I don't feel safe there. I said, well, you can stay in a hotel, and we'll meet up. But we're staying where we're staying. And we got to support Black businesses, and we got to see, you know, it was, it was a great experience for me and my, and my, my girls and, and my husband. We enjoyed it. But I just, I'm very intentional about it. It's so important that we, I don't know, how, I don't even know how to say it, but it's ours. It's, this, this, is, this is my city. This is my country. This is my world. It's mine. So I just want to spend the rest of my life embracing that and going places and celebrating that. Thank you so much for that, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for that. And I think um, one of the things that you said was you have to look for it. And I wish, I really, really wish that that wasn't the case for us. Like I wish that the same way 
you can go on Airbnb experiences, Viator, Expedia. Like you could just hop on these apps and just find like, you know, 27 different things to do in any random city in the country. But having to find our history someplace, like I wish that we didn't have to do so much digging around to find Blackness abroad. But I'm glad that you are doing it. And I also enjoy hearing that you are a very intentional traveler by actively seeking those things out. So thank you so much for sharing that. And Nika, I'm going to ask you to unmute. Are you still here, Nika? I see you have your hand up. There we go. Hear me? Yes. Good morning, ladies. How are, how's everybody today? We are good, Nika. How are you? Thank you for joining us. For having me. It's a little early here on the West Coast, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for um, being up early. <laughs> um, in terms of the question uh, where I guess my Blackness falls in a hierarchy, definitely at the top. I mean, I'm a Black woman who works in corporate America, so I deal with it every day, and especially considering the type of work I do, because um, I'm a short version, I'm an investigator for like discrimination claims and things of that nature. So my Blackness definitely comes into play, especially when you know, dealing with issues um, regarding like, you know, workplace allegations and things of that nature. But I don't want to focus too much on that because that's work. Um, but anyway, in terms of like traveling, it's definitely opened my eyes again to to my blackness. Like I've been around the world, pretty much every continent except for South America. It is on the list except for COVID. Um, but I've noticed that when I go out of this country every time, and I don't say that as an exaggeration, but every time I've been out of this country, I felt more safe and less like a second, third class citizen than I do in my own in my own home country, right? And I mean, I tell that to people all the time and you know, some of my friends don't necessarily get it, right? But I try to encourage, especially my black female friends, like get out of this country, go see the world. Because I think, and again, I don't mean to bash America, but I think this country has a tendency to use propaganda to prevent us from going places, right? Prevent us from seeing that if we just stepped outside of our comfort zone, there is so much to see and we are embraced. And like when I travel, I mean, I understand, you know, obviously, you know, as a black woman, we do, you know, have to carry ourselves a little bit different in certain spaces. I mean, that's just for safety reasons, right? I mean, that's also just being a woman too. But I've noticed that when I go out of the country, I just go. And I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had really any, or at least that I'm aware of any like overt racism towards me. Like I've always felt embraced. I mean, I went to Hong Kong and I, I'll never forget it. I had to walk at like one o'clock in the morning because our transportation broke down and I'm walking like a mile down in Hong Kong and felt completely safe. Didn't feel bothered. People were rude and I didn't feel othered. And I mean, I know everybody has their own experiences. But what I'm trying to say is I know for myself, traveling, especially international, has shaped me to the point where I'm ready to become an expat. Like I've enjoyed it so much that I'm like, I'm out. And I mean, I'm probably saying this prematurely, but since I'm in a safe space, I'll say it. I'm, my plan next year when I turn 40 is um, after my birthday and after I do my pilgrimage, right, to the motherland, I am going to quit my job and travel for a year. I'm going to experience Black joy. Like, you know, what's the point? I mean, I've, you know, put in the work to get my education. I've put in the work for working for other people, right? It's time that I, you know, my backup plan already exists, right? I already, you know, they can't take my education or my experience away from me. So why not take that same energy and invest in something that, you know, that self-care, that's that, that thing that brings me joy, which is traveling, right? And experiencing different people in different cultures. And 
again, before I go, it's just one of those things that we're so focused on, oh, well, you're going to, like you'd mentioned before, oh, you're going to give up that good job. Because I worked for the county for a number of years and I went corporate. Oh, you're giving up a good job. You're doing this. That job isn't going anywhere. That job, there are stupid people that exist. I will always have a job. I mean, (laughs) but if I don't allow myself this year to really grow as a person, especially entering a new decade, why not? Life is too short. And I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the women on this, you know, podcast understand where I'm coming from in terms of go out there, just do it. Even And I, I travel by myself. I prefer it actually. And the number of people and experiences that I've had, I mean, it's priceless. Sorry, I know it's a bit long-winded, sorry. (laughs) Not long at all. Nika, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing with us. And yeah, them jobs is going to be there. They are going to be there. And there are also jobs that we can create for ourselves. And I think that part of leaning into that is, like you had mentioned, like just leaning into the experiences and the things that can't get taken from us. Like we all have skill sets, regardless of where those strengths actually lie, we've got those skill sets. And we are in this great bigly year of 2022. Like we're in the future now. This is like, I like to say Justin's territory, right? We can create the lives and the spaces that we want. And so a preemptive Godspeed and safe travels to you, sis, on that, um, not just the pilgrimage, but also in the moving out of the country. I'm just so happy to have had everybody here to have these conversations with us. Before we close it out, is there anyone else that would like to share anything? Um, I'll start with my guests, um, Shay, uh, Shira or Wanda, um, Nay from the chat. <laughs> is there anything that you ladies would like to, um, to leave us with? Um, yeah, just God bless you all on your journeys. Um, I'm so honored to be in the space with Black women. Um, I hope that you find home within yourself as I have done. And if travel is that vehicle, that's awesome. If it's something else, that's awesome. The It's about the journey. And that's what travel has taught me. It's not about the end destination. It is the journey. So God bless you all on your journey. Um, you can find me at Black Girl World Traveler on all platforms. Um, I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. Nika, I'm so happy for you. I am hashtag team, fuck that job every yeah. day, all day. Um, you are it. So Nika, like you just, your, your speech that you just gave is, is phenomenal. It's never too late to start traveling and you deserve not only a year of joy, but a lifetime of joy. So I'm so proud of you. And I, I w- I'm wishing you all, all the best on your journey. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Shira and Wanda. Again, thank you very much for having me a part of this conversation. Um, too many of y'all Northern ladies have been through here. We gotta bring some South. um yeah thank you so so very much I'm excited about how these decisions that we make ripple out how these ladies want to see more representation of themselves out in these streets international or domestic it don't matter um but it kind of does matter please leave (laughs) for any extended period of time in the chat I was talking about how being a a victim of racism 
constantly uh, has you wearing like a heavy coat. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to be able to take that, take that joint off. And so I want that for all of you, if you want it for yourself. Um, So I wish you the absolute best, everyone who tuned in and is tuning in later, that you are stepping more into who you are and what it is you actually want and giving yourself permission to go after it in a very meaningful way to experience the fulfillment that's really at your fingertips. It can be difficult. Um, So I do encourage you to seek community as you are doing that because you're doing something just different and your brain is gonna make a lot of noise and tell you to run back to the safety of the nastiness that we're used to versus you know the possibility of, of having something really just wonderful, uh, soul, soul stirring on the other side of these decisions that we're making. So I wish that, you know, for all of us, because you know it never stops this whole transformation process. Um, but especially if you're at the beginning parts of showing yourself that you deserve more and you can have it. Um, and even if you're in the midst of it, and if you've been at this work for some time, <laughs> you you still deserve more and you still can have more. And you know, sometimes we get a little comfortable. Uh, so yeah. So thank you again and wishing wishing comfort and peace to all of you as you are making these decisions about who you're going to be uh, tomorrow. I think one of um, the words that stuck out stood out the most to me was possibility. And that's one of the things that I have um, leaned heavily into with travel because travel is so much more than vacation. And I have learned to be an intentional traveler. And I feel that when I'm intentional with my travels, I tap into and lean more into the possibilities, right? I lean into the possibilities of not just what I can get out of this trip in its immediacy, like in this current moment, like, all right, well, am I near a beach? Am I by a mountain? Is there a jungle? Is there food? Where, what are the possibilities that are right here? But I find that when I am intentional with my travels, I'm able to tap into the possibilities for myself in terms of the way I experience that self when I'm back home, the way that I will experience myself in all of my future endeavors, whether they be travels, whether they be work, whether they be relationships, or, you know, just all the different areas that we find ourselves in in life. And I hope that these communities that myself, Nay, Wanda, and Shira have allow you all to see the possibilities that exist for yourselves and give you that space to, you know, let go of whatever coat it is that you are wearing in these hot ass streets so that you can find some peace and you can find that breeze and tap into mm-hmm. all the possibilities that are available to you. So I thank you all for being here with us. I, I really love being in community with black women. Um, and my dad is also niggas too. <laughs> we all here together. Um, I, re- I really love um, these spaces and hopefully we'll do another live at some point soon because I really enjoyed hearing from you guys. So Melissa and Dell and Nika and 
everybody that's been in the in the chat, Karen, thank you for sharing with us, everybody. I am so honored to have had you guys join us. And um, I will absolutely send um, an email with everybody's links again this way. If you have found that you would like to seek more community with any of the ladies that have um, graced us with their presence, you will easily be able to find them. Um, just thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I'm happy to have been here in space with you. Um, that's it for the first one, y'all. I think it was a successful one. I am happy. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, you know, gang, gang, traveling shit, y'all. Um, thank you for being here. And um, I will see y'all on the next one. Bye.